This is the Proud American Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. As a Marine combat veteran and proud American, it's an honor to share today's guest with you. September 11, 2001 changed the lives of every American from that day forward. For many, it simply changed what everyday life is like in this country. How we travel, new government agencies, even an entire lexicon of terms like Islamic terrorism, see something, say something, or even the date 9-11, have a new household meaning. For others like myself, that day changed the entire trajectory of our lives. We went to war, and our sons and daughters paid that price. But for our next guest, his life was changed on that day like very few Americans. His brother, New York fireman Stephen Siller, literally ran to the towers to save lives and sacrificed his own in doing so. I'm proud and humbled to welcome Stephen Siller, Tunnel to Towers Foundation founder and CEO, my friend and proud American, Frank Siller, to today's show. Hey, Joey. Thanks for having me. And it's uh, it's so important that we uh, that we never forget. And so I can't thank you enough for having me on today. Well, I know you're a busy man, and I feel like I'm always trying to wrangle you here and there. And but you you always make time, and I think that's something that says a lot, not just about you, but your organization. The the care you take and the people you deal with is very genuine. But you know, just in case my audience hasn't seen your beautiful face on Fox before and heard the story, <laughs> do you mind to tell us a little about what the foundation is and what it does? Well, Joey, you know, 19 years ago, uh, my brother was a New York City firefighter, as you said. He actually was just finished his night tour in Squad One in Brooklyn, and he was on his way home to play golf with uh, my brother Russ, my brother George, myself, and of course, Steve himself. And he heard on his radio scanner what happened. So he went back to his firehouse. He got his gear. His company had already responded. So he just drove his car to the mouth of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, where it was closed for security reasons. And that tunnel connects Brooklyn with downtown Manhattan. It's almost two miles long. And uh, what did he do? He strapped 60 pounds of fire gear on his back. He ran through the tunnel, went up West Street, went into what we believe was the South Tower, because that's where 11 of his brothers died that day at Squad 1. And uh, while saving others, as you said, he gave up his life. And we, as his family, knew we had to do something. So Stephen was our little brother. He was the youngest of seven and a father of five. I want to say that again. He was the youngest of seven, and he was a lot younger than than his older <laughs> siblings. And uh, and he had five beautiful children. So we knew we had to do something, and we started the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And we have a run every year, which you've been at. Uh, we run, we retrace Stephen's final heroic footsteps the last Sunday in September. We have approximately 30,000, 40,000 people run through that tunnel uh, to not just honor Stephen, because we know how many acts of heroism was made that day. And as you said, how your life was changed and so many others because because of what happened on 9-11, we had so many uh, people uh, join the service and many of them have given their lives um, and their limbs, as you have, uh, to make sure that this didn't happen again on our soil. And I got to thank you, Joey, because you went to war because, you know, people like my brother were killed uh, 19 years ago. And you paid a big price. But we're going to do it to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. We're going to make sure we never forget that day. We're going to keep it very sacred and, and make it uh, that we uh, we read these names out loud every single year. Uh, but we're also going to make sure that we don't forget the seven, nearly 7,000 of our military uh, personnel that have died uh, protecting our country ever since. 
Well, I can tell you, it, hearing your brother's story, not just his story, but your story and how you have turned this tragedy into a blessing for so many people, um, it makes it all worthwhile. It makes knowing that the politics around these wars is messy. There's probably not a good guy on either side most days. Um, I know I, I went to war under two different presidents from two different parties, it, but the war itself, I believe, was for a good cause and the impact that these last 19 years has had on our country and the way we've honored 9-11 and come together. I've not given up on it yet. I don't believe it's so partisan that it doesn't bring us together, at least for one day a year. And uh, you guys are a big part of that. So I want to thank you in, in that respect as well. well and so, thank you. Well, and, and I understand the military connection, but you guys kind of go beyond military, don't you, in your mission? Yes, of course. Well, so, you know, God really put us on a uh, on a journey. When we started the foundation, we just were very simple. Uh, we just wanted to honor what our little brother did. And we want to make sure we never forgot. And uh, so we were doing, we weren't doing, uh, we, were, we were helping first responders, you know, mostly firefighters and doing little scholarships uh, for, for the kids uh, that were left behind, you know, when somebody dies in the line of duty. And in 2009, everything changed for the foundation because the first ever quadruple amputee that ever survived any war was Sergeant Brenda Morocco. And he was from our hometown, Stevens' hometown, where he was born in Staten Island, New York. And a group of us went down to visit him in Army and uh, Walter Reed Army Medical Center. At the time, it was in Washington, as you well know, it's in Bethesda now. And while I was there and I was talking to Brendan and his father, I said, hey, Brendan, can we meet Tunnel to Towers Foundation? Can we build you a home? And Brendan said, oh, Frank, I don't know where I'm going to live. I really don't know where I'm going to live. I might want to stay here by the hospital because he thought I just met you know, a home back on Staten Island. He goes, I might stay here at the hospital. I, I might you know, move somewhere else. I really don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, Brendan, uh, we will build you a house wherever you want. He goes, wherever I want. I said, wherever you want. He goes, even Hawaii. <laughs> and I say, yeah, even Hawaii. Brendan. <laughs> uh, but, but he, but we ended up building his house on Staten Island. And as we were building the house, I had a, 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 a somebody who had a business in the smart technology, uh, John Ponte. And he started to come by the house every day. And he kept on saying to me, Frank, I think we should put, this type of cabinets in where he could work uh, off a remote because, you know, he's not going to be able to get up and down and, you know, the stove can lower and, you know, you know, we have this technology we could put in the house. I said, let's do it. Of course we put an elevator in, let's do it. And uh, he came to me like day after day after day with all this technology to put it in. Cause originally I didn't know how to build a smart home. I was a builder, but I never built a, a smart home. And I said, all right, John, you're the project manager. <laughs> you're you're in charge now, and uh, let's make sure we put every piece of technology we can in this house to make Brendan's life um, simpler and to give him back some of his independence. And that's how we built the first house. And then, you know, we had Todd Nicely and John Peck right afterwards, uh, two Marines that were uh, uh, also quadruple amputees. And I said, hey, if we're building it for Brendan, we got to build for these great heroes. And then I'm down to Walter you know, Walter Reed all the time. And I met 38 triple amputees, 38. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, we're building, you know, for 
for these great heroes, so we got to take care of these kids. And it goes on and on and on. It's worth, we're, we're over a uh, hundred of these uh, spot homes that we uh, have built all over uh, the country. And we're very, very proud of that. So God put us on a different path in, in 2009. Uh, we really, it, when Brenda was injured, I didn't speak to him in 2010 in the spring. And by September, uh, by uh, um, June 11th, 2011, just before the 10 year anniversary, we delivered the first home, smart home. And uh, so we, we were proud of that. And of course, we take care of first responders, but we never paid off mortgages or built homes for these guys until uh, December 20th, 2014, when detectives Lou and Ramos were just sitting in the car in Brooklyn. Uh, and some crazy person from Baltimore came up and thought it would be uh, okay to assassinate two police officers just because they were wearing the blue uniform. And when we contacted the families, we heard uh, through former Mayor Rudy Giuliani that they were worried about their mortgages and how they're going to stay in the house, their families. And we went to the house actually with the former mayor on Christmas Eve. And I sat with them and told them, you're not going to have to worry about your home. We're going to take care of it. We're going to make sure that you stay in your home. And we've raised enough money not only to pay off the mortgages, but to to renovate them. And we saw what a difference that it made in their lives. And we said, oh, my God, we have to start doing this more and more and more. And, you know, last year we did 55 of those mortgage-free homes, 55. And uh, But it's not enough. There's a lot more that has to be done, and we know that. And uh, we're proud to take that undertaking on. I don't think, I always say, I don't know if anybody, you know, think of this foundation. When people donate their money, they could see where their money is going. And this year, our, our returns are 990, uh, 94 cents of every dollar. It used to be 93. We went up almost a dollar <laughs> this year. 94 cents of every dollar goes to the program. So people could see where their money is going and the tangible difference that it's making in these great heroes' lives and the families that are left behind because as you know joey when you served it wasn't just you it was your family that served uh as well and we got to make a commitment and a promise to uh to uh, our veterans to our service members that are serving and to our law enforcement and to our firefighters that when they go out uh to protect our country or our communities and they give their kids a kiss goodbye and they don't come home, we're going to give them a mortgage-free home. And that is our promise and our commitment. And I will not stop until we take care of every single one of them every single year. Well, you're one of the few people that can make a promise like that, and I absolutely believe you're going to back it up. And so that's that's saying a lot. And your reputation and how you've handled the organization and, and just people really speaks to that. I don't think many people could – assemble the team you have and raise the money you have with the dream you've had and, and accomplish it like clockwork, like you guys do. Um, and, and full disclosure, you know, I'm one of the veterans whom you've blessed by making the home that I had both a smart home and mortgage free. Uh, and I'm stubborn. I'm very stubborn. My wife and I bought two <laughs> homes and we I can attest to that. I can attest to that. <laughs> and my thought was, you know, as long as I have a mortgage, that'll keep me in my legs going to work every day. That keeps that responsibility there. And it wasn't until you all actually approached me the second time and really framed it in a way that's, listen, this is not about take a break. This is about have a launching pad, have a foundation and something to to give you peace of mind while you're out there pursuing your dreams. And I think that's something that people don't understand. You know, what is an elevator or a 
or a smart home is a convenience to most Americans. But for somebody like us, it's the difference between getting out of the house that day. It's the difference between waking up with a smile on our face or, or waking up and saying, you know, today's just more work than I can put into it. And I don't think people will ever understand the difference you make in our lives. Um, but for us that do understand it, it, it's really something that I think will change, you know, continue to change the trajectory of our lives for the for the positive. So every time you add a number to that hundred veterans you've helped, that's that's that many more lives plus their families that you're going to send in the right direction. And um, and so that's where I come from this. And I really appreciate all that you guys do. Now, I know that being in New York and seeing everything that's happened from the coronavirus, you know, from 9-11 through the coronavirus. I mean, it's just a city that, you know, it stands in awe of the world, but also goes through the toughest of times. I know that you all have made it a mission now this year to make sure that the September 11th, um, you know, reading of names and lights and that the, the celebration of those people happens. And can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing there and kind of where you are with it? Sure. So the 9-11 memorial and and the museum uh, is a foundation that it takes care of the memorial and the museum. And they also every year uh, read the names uh, out loud uh, live on September 11th. And usually it's 9-11 family members uh, who read the names. And this year uh, they said that they were going to not do that. They were going to play a recording like an old movie uh, and play a recording and and not have the names because of health risk because of COVID-19. And um, so I, I called uh, the memorial. We set up a phone call. Um, I spoke to the uh, the president and CEO, Alice Greenwald, and to another gentleman, uh, Michael Frazier. And I don't know who else was on the line. And I spoke to them and I said, well, look, look, you know, we made an announcement. I want you to know. Of course, they know it because they did it on Fox and Friends. Um, I, that we are going to read the names uh, that you guys canceled, and we're going to read the names if you don't. And I sent them, and I and I sent them a letter saying, stating that, and that they should reconsider, and we will help them. If you can't do it safely, we will show you a way to do it safely. I mean, come on, Joey. All we had to do is have two podiums, have one person come up to each podium at a time. You read your twenty or twenty-one names. It's one hundred and forty people are going to read. And when they leave the podium, you wipe it down and you go to the and the other person at the other podium is speaking the, the names and you go back and forth and you keep them six feet apart uh, as they're waiting. But even if they weren't six feet apart, they'll have masks on. And, yeah. you know, you know, everyone says they have to wear masks. OK, we believe in that. I said, hey, listen, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation had because of what happened throughout this country and especially in New York, the loss of life during this horrific uh, virus that hit us. We have sent out over 3 million personal protective equipment, 3 million pieces, 3 million pieces, over $5 million we spent uh, to make sure that people stay safe and stay alive. We help the frontline healthcare workers. There's nearly 50 of them that we're making their mortgage payments right now. I'm not paying their mortgages off because I'm not in that position. But for at least a year and hopefully a year and a half, we're going to be able to make their mortgage payments so they could get their lives back and figure it out now that they lost their breadwinner or their husband or their wife because they were frontline healthcare workers or, again, uh, first responders. So we know about safety. So I said to them, look, we'll help you do this. Well, they would 
they didn't want to hear anything. And they said, this is our decision and we're sticking by it. All right. So now we're doing our own ceremony. We're going to do the readings at Liberty and Church. For those who don't know where that is, that's where it was read for the first uh, many years uh, while the memorial was being built. So we're going to do it in a very uh, beautiful way and a very uh, safe way. But right after that announcement, again, they announced that the tribute and lights, they weren't going to do it this year because it was a health risk because it took 40 people to put those tribute of lights together. And I said, once again, come on, 40 people, I don't think it's 40, but let's just say if it's even 40, that you tell me that construction workers have been back in New York since phase two, we're in phase four, <laughs> you're telling me that it's not safe. It's all BS. The whole thing is BS. I know it's safe. They know it was safe. They just didn't want to do it. And we told them again, we're going to do it. Not only did you we're going to do it. So they made an announcement on a Thursday, on Friday. This is the truth. By Friday afternoon, I had all the equipment. I had the lights exactly the same way. I had all the lights. And we were hiring Broadway electricians. And, of course, we have a professional company that would oversee it. And, you know, we know how to get things done because, you know, we've built houses all over the country. To put up 88 lights to make this light is beautiful. It's not easy, but it's not that difficult. Uh, but we could do it in a safe way. So we made an announcement that we were doing the lights. There was tremendous pushback, but not just by 9-11 family members, by so many Americans. Oh, my God, I've never seen it. Our foundation was bombarded with, Frank, you're not going to let them get away with this. Frank, what are we going to do? Can we do something? Can, you know, the Tunnel to Towers has to step up. Well, we already made that commitment. We already said we were going to do it in, uh, 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 on that Saturday morning. Uh, after their announcement on Thursday, we were we were all set to do it. Well, we make the announcement uh, once again on Fox and Friends, and um, and lo and behold, this is you know in the morning make this by Saturday afternoon they come out with a statement saying that now they're going to do the lights because Mayor Bloomberg has helped finance it. So they never talked about money being an issue. They said it was because of <laughs> health risks. All right. Because uh, Mayor Bloomberg was going to finance it and Governor Cuomo was able to figure out a safe way of doing it. Well, listen, I figured out a safe way of doing it in a couple hours. So I have no doubt Governor Cuomo could figure out a safe way of doing it. The shame of it is there was never an unsafe way of doing it. And they upset a lot of people yeah. and they, were, they lost all credibility. They lost all credibility. And so here's my fear, Joey. My fear is they really didn't want to read the name. And they really don't want to do this tribute and light. They probably figure, we got the museum, we got the memorial, that's enough. They're whitewashing it. They don't want to do it. They're like a lot of people uh, that uh, uh, in America that want to forget about it and, and act like it didn't happen. But there's more people in America that care about it. And I know because I'm around them all the time. And we weren't going to let them do it. So they're going to do the lights, but we're still going to do the lights. I'm just not going to do it there. I'm not going to be a knucklehead and do it right <laughs> next door to them. Uh, we have more class than that, and uh, we're, we're, but we are going to do lights. And, uh, um, uh, we, we are um, going to be making uh, an announcement exactly where it, it's going to be, and um, so uh, you'll be very happy uh, when you when you see it, Joey, because it's um, it's going to be off the charts. You're going to say, "Oh my God!" Because you know, Tunnel to Towers uh, figured out a way to do this in a. And in such a gracious way, but befitting to the souls that were lost 
on on 9-11. So we're proud that we put that pressure on. Uh, and once again, we know all about safety and how to do it uh, in the correct way because we uh, the 9-11 Memorial Museum did not send out 3 million pieces of PPE. They just didn't do it, um, you know. <laughs> So we, we certainly know how to take take the lead and get things done, as you well know. Well, I think you guys really embody where there's a will, there's a way. And uh, I had a chance to go on Fox and weigh in on this issue. And I'm absolutely sensitive to the fact that I don't know what it takes to put on lights or to read names. But what I do know is that New York City is a shining light to the rest of the world. And they were hit first and hardest by this. And if they've come through it, then I think they need to keep the lights on, so to speak. And I'm glad that you all were a big part of making that happen and, and are going to do it yourselves as well. Um, and so not to wrap this too short, but we've covered a lot here. I think the one thing people need to take away is that the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation not only puts its money where its mouth is, but it does it frugally and it does it in a way that changes lives forever. And anytime something happens, that's almost a tragedy. It seems like you guys are on Fox talking about how you're going to step up and be a part of it. We've seen it with our military coming home from war. We've seen it with our police officers going through this terrible time we've gone through for police officers being executed. And then we saw it with our 9-11 memorial through COVID. And so I want to thank you for all the work you're doing. But lastly, I want to give you a chance to let people know how can they contribute to what you all are doing and helping this mission. Thank you, Joey. Uh, so, so my brother ran through the tunnel to the towers, and that's why we have the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. You go to tunnel two towers, the number two, tunnel2towers.org. We're asking Americans to donate $11 a month. Now, $11 a month is not a lot to a lot of people. If it's a lot for you, a listener, do less, do whatever you can. But $11 a month, if I get a million people, 1 million people donate $11 a month, we can accomplish what I said earlier on the show. We could pay off the mortgage for every police officer, every firefighter, every law enforcement agency that die in the line of duty and leave young families behind. Every single one, every single year. We can make sure that we build a house for our catastrophically injured service members who give multiple limbs for their country. We could build them a smart home every single one of them. And we can make sure that Gold Star families that lose their father, their mother, and leave young kids behind, and we know that 7,000 have given their lives since 9-11, that we could make sure that we could pay off their mortgage or build them a home if they don't have one. And a lot of them do not have homes because they go from base to base as they're serving their country. So. We could do that with $11 a month. That's how people could change the world with $11 a month. We have, and I said it before, we have to make a commitment to our military and our first responders that when they give their kids a kiss goodbye and they don't come home or they're catastrophically injured, that we are going to give them a mortgage-free home. And we do it because we're a grassroots, blue-collar foundation. We have great companies that help us. We have General Motors that has been helping us for many, many years. We have Home Depot that has been helping us for many, many years. We can't thank them enough, but we count on the $11 a month to carry us through all these commitments that we make to these great Americans and the American families that are left behind. And uh, so that's what we're asking for. And I thank you, Joey, for having me on here today and expressing my brother and what he did 19 years ago 
And uh, he's my hero. He's my inspiration. He's my family's inspiration. And we promise, our promise is we will never stop. We will keep on going. This foundation will be here uh, far longer than, than when I'll be here. That is for sure. Well, we thank you so much for your family sacrifice and the legacy you've carried on and all the great work you're doing today. And I don't know if I have a million listeners to donate $11, but hopefully <laughs> whomever is listening will pick up and, and do exactly that. It's something that uh, that we do here in my household as well. And so thank you for all of this. Thanks for being a guest today. And uh, we'll look for that celebration on September 11th. And, uh, and thank you again. God bless. To take a personal tragedy and turn it into a truly life-changing blessing is the type of work deserving of Stephen Siller's sacrifice. We honor all the heroes who perished on 9-11 and are especially thankful for the proud Americans like Frank and his incredible team at Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation. To hear more stories like this, visit foxnewspodcast.com and be sure to check back next week for a brand new Proud American Story. I'm Johnny Joey Jones. Thanks for listening. chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.